Welcome to the We Are VIP podcast. Each week, your host, Casey Haston, Director of Recruiting at VIP, will bring you valuable insights from thought leaders, introduce you to incredible companies, and bring you tips for landing your dream job from our team of executive recruiters at VIP. And now, Casey Haston. Welcome to the We Are VIP podcast, a podcast devoted to adding value to your career or candidate search, brought to you by VIP. I'm your host, Casey Haston, Executive Recruiter, Director of Recruiting with VIP, and your all-around hiring guru. And it is my job to bring you great guests each week that can help you either in your career search or with, if you're a company, how to build those better teams and retain that really good talent that you've worked so hard to get. So today, my guest is Rousseau Kluver. I I told him I was going to butcher that. Rousseau Kluver, Kluver. I'm going to let him say it later. Co-founder and head of customer success at Thrive. Thrive is a cloud-based platform that helps organizations and individuals improve performance in mutually supportive ways through the application of cognitive technologies to achieve collective goals. That's a lot. We're going to unpack that. The platform creates micro experiences that enable interactive communications to empower individuals and groups. Thrive also offers other products, including digital coaching um, and health and wellness coaching to deliver education and improve behaviors. It offers customer solutions based on your individual and company goals. You can't ask for much more than that. Thank you for joining us today. Say your name. I know I practiced right beforehand, but I want people to know how it's said. So, uh, Rousseau Kluver. Um, a lot of my American friends call me Roos, short for Russo, as they pronounce it. And I'm happy to be here today with you. Thanks for having me. Yeah, you ended up having to stand in at the last minute for your company. So um, I think you just found out yesterday. Yes. So we'll just, <laughs> we'll just cruise this, you know, well, like surfing. Absolutely. So let's start off a little bit talking about, you know, as the co-founder of Thrive, you've helped grow the platform to what it is now. Tell us a little bit about Thrive and why it was developed. Um, yeah, that's a that's a good question to start off with. Um, I'll probably start with the end of mine to just give the viewers or our listeners a little bit of an understanding of what Thrive does. Um, in its most simplest form, Thrive is a content delivery and data collection platform that's built on scientific principles. And the way we deliver content and collect data is through micro interactions that we deliver to participants via email or text message in the form of a link. They click the link, they interact in 60 or 90 seconds, depending on the context of the program. We're in, we're out, and hopefully we've helped somebody have a better day. So that's kind of what we do, what the, the platform does in a nutshell in its simplest form. Uh, we started the company about, I think it was in 2013, um, with a real, uh, one of our CEO and, and, and founder, Joe, has a real interest in science. And so um, he's inspired by a lot of uh, scientific thinkers that's proven and validated scientific theories. And he also has a big interest in technology. So uh, he's got a background at NASA. And obviously he thought, let's let's bring these two together and and see if we can um, help people have better days through implementing some of these scientific theories. And that's how how Thrive started from a, a conceptual or philosophical standpoint. From there, we had to develop the technology we had to test to see if it's actually something that the market is going to use and like. Um, we thought we we're going to 
play in the big organization space where we help them engage their employees and have help, help them have help them help their employees have a better day. And since then, we've grown to not just help organizations, but really help coaches, consultants, and content experts bring their message to the world in a new and a different way. Yeah, and I think we're going to dive into some examples of that because, I mean, that it's hard to understand if you don't have some context. But before we do that, you know, I mean, what do you think Thrive is doing differently to help these organizations improve their performance? Uh, well, I think it's, it's in our approach, really. You know, uh, part of this, one or two of the scientific principles that we're founded on is ecological momentary assessment, also known as EMA, and that's that science comes right out of the University of Pittsburgh and somebody named Sol Schiffman is, is one of the main influences there. And that just talks about measuring somebody in the moment, in context. You know, uh, often we're requiring people to give us feedback on something, but we put them out of context, similar to asking a mechanic that works in a garage all day to give us feedback on a car in a place like a computer room. You know, he's out of context, first of all. We ask him, to reflect on something that happened hours, days, or even months ago. So he's obviously got a memory bias. So how do we, how do we bridge that cap? How do we measure somebody in the moment in context so that they can give us uh, the most honest answer they can on the question that we're asking them? So Thrive helps to, to negate some of those biases by coming to you in the moment with, through a text message or an email, you click a link, we engage with you through images, text, uh, text narratives, uh, GIFs, depending on the, the context of our conversation, and then ask you a few questions. We might give you some feedback on things that you had said before or some feedback on how your friends or colleagues or coworkers answered a similar question, and then we're out of there. And in engaging with an individual over time, not only do you build trust and you give it a little bit back by showing them how they answered and how their peers answered, you're also nudging them and, and, and helping them reach their aspirations, aspirational self. And I think that philosophy is a lot different than putting somebody in a room and asking them to give a feedback of the year or uh, asking them to, to reflect on their performance you know, for the past year. That's just not fair. So I think we, we have a different approach and that's what makes us different and yields different results. I love that. So before we go any further, can you give us a real world example of where this technology was used? Sure. Um, I think if we look at where we started, you know, going back to the beginning, our first client was uh, then Bayer Material Sciences, now Covestro. And we helped them with an employee engagement program where they took 25 of their highest performance, both in new talent, which new emerging talent, which generally meant, you know, a younger population as well as some of their veterans that some of their highest performing, performing players, uh, diverse in men, women, uh, different backgrounds. And we engaged with them for six months, which is a really long time. Um, not only, not only for the time period, but also based on our interactions. We interacted with them three times a day, morning, afternoon, and evening, randomly. Um, and that's, that's big for us, is making our interactions, delivering our interactions ra uh, randomly. Um, and through, those, through that interactions, we learned a lot, and we 
we used stories um, throughout the weeks on topics. So for instance, um, we'd set up a soap opera, if you will, between Fred and Jane for the week. And Fred and Jane go through a story arc where they have troubles. And we're just asking people to reflect on how they would operate and the decisions they will make in the moment and why they'd make them. Now, the interesting thing is at the end of the week, if we show you how some of your peer, peers answered versus how you answered, and this is all anonymous, suddenly people become more self-aware. Um, and I think the most striking thing for us back then in 2013 is we looked at this, this long study that we implemented and we measured subjective well-being underneath the study the entire time. And subjective well-being is, is also influenced by another scientific thinker called uh, Barbara Fredrickson. Uh, we measured that throughout the six months and we found a participation level of 75%, which is uncommon in, in, in a lot of these engagement initiatives. And I think the reason people interacted is because we're brief, we're in there for 60 seconds, because we come at random times during the day and we generally give them something that's very valuable. We, we have a story for them to follow almost like a soap opera. They get to weigh in on the story and they get to learn along the way. So the next time they're in a situation that's similar to Karen and George, they might think, oh, this is what I would have done, but some of my peers actually interpret the situation this way, and now I can make a better decision on how I'm going to help communicate and contribute to this person and the initiative that we're trying to achieve. So um, we've, got a, we've got a case study on that on the website um, that I think if people are interested, they, they can go look at. But that's one example of how we've implemented Thrive at the corporate level. And what was the outcome of that study, just in a nutshell? Uh, the outcome of that study is that we learned a lot of things that wasn't apparent to the leadership because we had weeks of these storytelling weeks that built for two, three weeks. And then maybe we spent two weeks just learning about active listening. Um, and then we had a week about just talking about what they think is valuable at the company and what's not valuable at the company. And although I can't remember all the results off the top of my head, I know that something that people or that the company itself was very interested in is that there was a growing animosity in the team because of flex time. Mm. Some people looked at flex time as, Hey, why are these people coming in late? You know, I've already been here for a while and now this, this person just arrived and the people staying late were like, Oh, these guys get to leave, leave early and they didn't deliver this to me yet. And I need that. So, um, and that never came out in public, but because they're sharing information anonymously, they, and in the moment, in the context at work, they're able to be more authentic and more transparent about how they think and how they feel. So um, that's one result. The other result is that, um, like I said, we measured subjective well-being underneath all the questions and the interactions we had with uh, the study participants and we increased positivity by, I think uh, you'll have to go look at the case study, but it's, it's in the upper percentile, like somewhere on the 75 or 80% um, self-reported increase in, in positivity, which um, I think is just wonderful because we know if people are more positive, if they're happier, then generally they're going to perform higher. And they're probably going to stay with the company longer. Exactly. You know, exactly. nobody wants to work in a, in a place where they're not happy and that's not positive. Well, and that, 
kind of leads me to my next topic because, you know, people don't want to work where they're not happy and they will look to, you know, jump ship as soon as possible. And I know the mission of Thrive is to help people have better days. So I love this because it means you're working to create those better days, not only for your clients and for their customers, but also for those internal teams. Um, so the, is it pronounced happy? The happy, happy. project? Yes. It's not happy. Um, it's, uh, <laughs> I, I often refer to it as happy with an E, you know. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so the Happy Project uh, program, for example, helps foster happy and engaged employees. How important, in your opinion, is this aspect of company culture to the company's overall success? I mean, I th don't think it can be understated, you know. Um, essentially, like, like we just mentioned, if people aren't happy with the status quo, and especially if they remain unhappy for a long time, they're going to look elsewhere and we know how expensive it is to lose somebody that's valuable and talented and especially somebody that's, that's been, um, that's gone through your process and knows the in and outs of your business. So uh, kind of where, what happened to thrive is we, we realized that um, we are not the sole people that can give others happy days. And um, funny enough, we, we try to sell to organizations a lot and, content experts, coaches, and um, consultants kept knocking on our doors. And then we have people like Dr. Bider, you know, who's a happiness expert and has studied the field say, Hey, I have, I have a program that could help people become more happy in their organization, or I can help people that uh, students be more happy at their schools. And I, you know, and that gets, we're, in my opinion, in examples like that, we are almost like a roadway or an infrastructure for these people that have really good ideas, like, um, like the happiness program to ride on our platform. And our mission was always to, to improve organizations, to improve the individuals inside the organizations, you know? So it's not just, we're not just trying to sell to the organization like, Oh, you know, you're going to do better and you're going to, you know, your margins are going to increase and your efficiencies are going to increase. We also want to look after the individual and make sure the individual walks away with better skills, you know, feeling like maybe engagement means, Hey, I'm engaged. And, and because I'm engaged, I realize this is an unhealthy place for me to be. So I want to move to a, a place where that's going to help me grow and it's going to help me perform, you know? And I think that there's, you've got to look at both sides of that equation. So that just brought to mind another one of our guests that um, has just recently developed a program for um, companies and it's to deal with people who are returning to work that have had a grief event and she calls it the empathic employer. And as soon as I heard about this software, I was like, I've got to put these two in touch because I could see where Thrive's platform could be very valuable to creating that empathic environment that she's trying to promote. Yeah, exactly. I, I think that there's a, there's a lot of overlap here. And once again, I'm, I'm fortunate that we're, we're the infrastructure for thought experts to, to lead this initiative. Uh, one, of, one of the content experts that decided to use Thrive is Dr. Richard Citron, and he developed a resiliency program um, to deal with all sorts of uh, problematic things that happen to individuals during their lifetime, including grief, you know, losing, losing someone really special to yourselves. And um, he's busy putting together a program to help those people um, 
probably similar to your earlier guest, how people that, that go through grief to, to pick themselves back up and reunite uh, into society. And I think from a corporate perspective, perspective, a company perspective, you know, as, as a leader in your company, you might think, hey, I want to have Dr. Richard Citron's program on the shelf in case an employee goes through that grief and be able to give them something to help them along because often um, we as leaders might not have words to help empathize because we haven't gone what they've gone through or what they're going through. And somebody like, like Dr. Richard Citron that has might help them get through it and past it and, and assimilate back to a, a normal life. Well, so, and also help help the rest of the employees who did not go through that experience deal with that person. Yes, it's 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 really hard, you know, because you work with somebody, you love them, you respect them. Sometimes, you know, you even bicker with them because you've become close, and there's things that you guys have to achieve together, and something something really bad happens to them, and you don't know how to respond to that situation. You know, how do you? how do you take care of them? How do you take care of the team? Because now there's a vacancy in the team. Mm -hmm. um, work that used to be done, areas that used to have leadership, now does not have leadership. The people that that person used to lead or used to work with are impacted. You know, they're distracted. They're un emotionally unstable. It's a, it's a big ripple, you know. You throw a stone in, in a pond and those ripples go far and wide. How do you deal with those ripples? How do you smooth the oceans again, you know, and, and remind people that, you know, there's, there's a better day around the corner. Um, and I think that, you know, the, the more we can help individuals like your previous guest and people like Dr. Richard Citron and Dr. Bida and Dr. Uh, Krulchek, which has got a, pro, a program called Reveal Your Power, the more that we enable these people that have this knowledge to share, um, the more we enable them to get that message across and be impactful with that message, I think, you know, the more success we'll see in those people's personal lives as well as their professional lives. That's really good stuff. You know, Thrive also helps companies create these micro, micro learning courses to ensure their teams are engaged and aligned with the company's overall goals. Um, in times like today, where we are working remotely, how important is it for a leader to have regular communications with employees to ensure that they are aligned and working towards the same goal? I guess it goes without saying that, you know, just looking at the circumstance that we are in today with, you know, the coronavirus and the epidemic and everybody working from home, it's more important than ever, you know. Um, and I think there are many tools to help uh, above and beyond just Thrive to help with this. But uh, I, th I think that Thrive's approach is really unique. And because the approach is unique, the results you'll yield is unique as well. We've got a case study on our website once again of a partner or a, a client that we have uh, had a, a year ago, General Growth Properties. They hired us for a project um, and it was a leader speaking to her team um, about concepts like critical thinking, for instance, um, and change, just change as a whole. And we interacted with her team daily and shared that feedback with her, you know, bi-weekly for her to look at, react to, for her to grow as a leader, to understand the pulse of her organization, you know, of her team, like where are they at? How are they feeling about, you know, these terms? How do they understand them? How do they interpret them? How do they do that within their own segments? So she got to evaluate 
um, the results we brought back from that. And then she would alter the messages going out the following week to interpret, to, to incorporate the feedback that she heard from the team. And I think that's so powerful to have a closed loop system. You know, people speak about, we're going to do these wonderful things for my team and I really care about you, but it's so hard Leaders are busy. Times are busy. How do you how do you get people aligned? How do you get people on the same place on the same page? How do you not lose the individual in the crowd? You know, and uh, that's really hard to do. So, the good thing is we have to, we've got tools to help you do that. You know, so if you could li really listen to your team, ask them to talk about the things you care about and the things that you believe they should care about, hear their insights, their concerns, their their ideas and you can bring that back to them, suddenly you've empowered somebody on your team. Mm -hmm. Suddenly somebody's been heard on your team. Suddenly you understand the differences and the nuances in your team. And because you know that, you can perhaps handle conflict better or you can assign tasks and projects more accurately. So um, I think that's, that's very important, especially now in a remote setting where, you, where you're not able to, to feel the humanness, you know, because... Um, we, we were all already working in a very remote way in, um, in 2019, you know, but right now when everybody is home, you can't go to the water cooler. You can't step up to somebody's desk. You can't feel this energy, look into somebody's eye, eyes and bridge a gap closely, you know, or, or quickly, sorry. We've got to use things like Zoom, which is effective, like Slack, which is effective. And there's a, there's a bunch of other tools that, that people use. And, I think understanding the strengths and weaknesses of those tools is also uh, a good play, a good thing to analyze because, you know, Thrive also helps, not like Zoom or Slack does, but it helps in a different way and helps you achieve different results. Gotcha. Gotcha. So many of Thrive's programs offer the ability to be anonymous. And I heard you just mention that with that one leader, which great leader, by the way, I'm so impressed with what she did and how she received that feedback. But how can anonymity improve group collaborations? Oh, funny enough, I keep on referencing our website. Uh, we've got a blog okay. on that. Our, uh, our uh, co-founder and CEO, Joe, uh, once again, very, very impressive man and got crazy cool ideas. Uh, you should definitely have him on the show at some point in time. But he, uh, he wrote a blog about that because him and our, our um, chief data scientist and uh, we also call them our cognitive scientists. They spend a lot of time thinking about factors like anonymity inside teams and how, what sort of dynamics that create inside a program. So all our programs can be completely anonymous or you can share some information with the rest of the team. So I, I believe the context in which you, you want that program to go out, the, administrator and the program designer they have leverage to decide which way they go they want to go the good thing about having anonymous participation is you get introverts and people that have perhaps have a lot of good ideas they can share it guys that are always stealing the stage they're sharing on the same platform here and the good thing is they don't know who said what so these power dynamics go away they dissolve and suddenly all you have is the raw information. So you've just, you've just de-biased the entire conversation. And you can look at that and you can analyze that and there's power in that. And if you wanna go a step further, you can also put 
what we call, call models and measures underneath questions that drive um, intangible things that, that, that we like to measure like confidence, belief, positivity. And that in itself could be an indicator, you know, anonymously the team is, you as a team, you know, this is your index score. This is kind of what you look like on a confidence scale. And everybody should look at that and go, I don't know who, who is lacking in confidence, who needs more information, who needs more practice, who needs more teaching or whatever they might need to improve their confidence. But I, we've got to act on that as a team and I've got to help as a team because we're, you're, as a, if you're working in a team, you're only as good as your weakest link, you know? So mm-hmm. you're incentivized to help everybody and confidence might be uh, a measure that somebody else lacks, but you might lack in contribution or communication and somebody that has a strength in one of those attributes can then step up and look for ways to improve that team wide. Gotcha. Gotcha. So very quickly in like two sentences, tell me what your favorite success story with thrive is. Um, (laughs) This one is going to, it's going to actually be about me. So uh, I was working with, you know, I'm, I'm very much on the, on the, development side of things. I work a lot with customers, but I'm not, you know, we've got content experts and modeling experts and and data experts. And I'm kind of on the customer side and on the, on the technology side. And uh, one of our, one of our partners, uh, Dr. Brian Kulchik and uh, the, the department of health at West Virginia developed a diabetic program. And this diabetic program is 72 week uh, 72 experiences long that's what we call our interactions is experiences and it is uh 12 weeks long so i test this diabetic program i'm not diabetic i've been a swimmer i'm a rugby player i eat a lot i drink a lot i go on physical activity and i i'm not really bothered about all that you know about that part of my my health and lifestyle and suddenly about three weeks into the program, me testing it. I'm in target one day and I I pick up something from the shelf and I turn it around and I look what's in it. And at that point in time, I was like, what did I just do? Because I never do this. Why am I looking at this? Like I, this is the, why did I just do this? And I realized in 30 second increments over the past two months, I've been learning about, diabetes and I've been nudged to think about what I'm putting in my body and I've been giving tips about ways that I can eat healthier and what I should look for in my foods. And at that point I was like, wow, like this it works. works. <laughs> this works. That is awesome. That is so, that's a great story. I love that. So, um, before we run out of time, I want to ask you our three VIP questions. Okay. Um, and we've got about four and a half minutes left. So if you were chosen to be one of the first colonists on Mars, what three things or people would you take with you? Well, um, my, like I said, I'm, I'm on the technology side. So my literal, my literalness or my practicality would probably say I need two spacesuits and my wife, but I don't know how long we're going to survive because this, we wouldn't have any food. My dreamer self would probably say, man, take the biggest bottle of wine and the biggest roll of cheese you can and a telescope. 
I like that. I like that. So what is one thing you do each day to set your day up for success? Well, prior to the epidemic, I used to swim and exercise in the mornings. And I often listen to podcasts while I exercise, obviously not in the swimming pool, but <laughs> in the gym. And I just think that that gets my mind in the right place and my body in the right place. And it helps me kind of relieve a lot of my stresses, both physically and mentally, because in the podcast, those guys go through tough times too, you know, so um, that's what I used to do. Strangely enough, now I wake up, I have a cup of coffee, I put my feet up and I just mindlessly scroll through social media laughing for 20, 30 minutes. <laughs> and then I've had my fix for the day. I get working until the evening. So, that is awesome. Do you think you'll go back to your original yes, definitely. morning routine? Okay. I mean, now with, with it being, you know, our, our days being jungled up a bit, you know, I can do push-ups and sit-ups and things midway through the day and I go for runs um you know in the afternoon because i'm not driving anywhere i'm not seeing a client i'm not yes seeing my team Same. so my, it, my 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 routine changed a little bit so all right my final question and then i want you to tell people how they can find you and get in touch with you and take advantage of this amazing technology um if your life's work was being summarized in a news article what would the headline be hopefully helping people have better days oh i like that so how do we find you um, our website is gothrive.io. Uh, there's a lot of good information there. Uh, there's a, a contact form there. You can also reach out to me, Rousseau at gothrive.io or to uh, Danielle at gothrive.io. And uh, we'd love to speak with you and learn about how we can help you. That is so awesome. You have really given us some great information and way to step up to the plate at the last minute. I do appreciate you. <laughs> so, no problem. Thanks for I, having me. I just have one more thing to say to you. You are a VIP. <laughs> Yay. Thank you. And that's a wrap for today. Join us next week here on the We Are VIP podcast. We'd love to know how we can help you be a VIP. To find out more, log on to wearevip.com.